Good morning. Good morning. And welcome to the worship services of Grace United Methodist Church on this beautiful Sunday morning. We're glad you're here. As we attempt to make sure that everybody knows, or at least has the opportunity to know what's going on here at Grace, we are continuing our email ministry. Uh, if you've been noticing our emails that are coming out this week, they're, they're taking on different formats and uh, very, very attractive and easy to read. And I would, I would refer those to you. If you, you want to know what's going on at Grace, there's something that comes out every weekday, Monday through Friday. I'm going to turn this off for right now and see what happens. So, if you're not receiving our emails and you'd like to, if you call the church office to make sure we get your email address on that list. And if you're unable to receive email and you'd like to have the information, let us know and we'll get that information to you in another way. I have been asked by the United Women in Faith to tell people that if you ordered pecans from them, or pecans, whatever you decided to order from them, uh, <laughs> they will be available after the service in the fellowship hall. So if you have any questions, you can see Judy or Sandra or someone, they'll let you know where those are. I've been asked by the homeless and, and hungry ministry that, we, you know, that Maxine helps facilitate for us to want, one, to make sure everybody knows how much they appreciate all the gifts and and prayers that have been offered up for that group already. Now they're looking for beanie hats, whether they're, they're knit or crocheted, however you have them. If you have any hats, beanie-type hats, that can help keep heads warm and ears warm. If you have those, if you can contribute those to the homeless and help, uh, again, the ministry that goes down every first Sunday of every month down Trinity and provides a meal, and, and Maxine makes sure that they have Bibles and other little things that they go along with with our ministry to them. If you have any beanie hats or anything you can spare or you'd like to contribute to the cause, just let Maxine know. We'll make sure we get those to her. This after the service today, we will be asking if you're interested in, in the vision and values process that's going on here at the church. We'd love to have your input. If you've not been participating in any of those smaller groups, we'd love for you to stay. We're going to be staying here in the sanctuary after the service, and the pastor will be leading this, this process, but we'd We'd love to have your input into whether or not what we've come up with is something that, that you feel is, is the, proper value, or the proper values and vision for grace, and we'd love to have you come and, and talk to us about it. Listen to what we have to say and then give us feedback and let us know whether or not we're heading down the path that you think we should be heading down. Big thank you to everybody who's already brought fruit that will be blessed later on during the service. If you haven't brought your fruit today, we'll, there will be, we will be assembling those baskets at 3 o'clock this afternoon and taking them across the street to Woods Edge. If you'd like to come back then with some fruit or if you'd like to just contribute some money towards that, you can put it in your envelope and we'll make sure that it gets there. But I was talking to Michael and Michael tells me he has over 130 people that have signed up to receive the baskets. This, and that's a tremendous ministry for us. If you'd like to help us deliver those baskets, again, we will, we will be assembling at 3 o'clock and then going across the street probably in, in waves of, of, of different amounts of baskets so we can get them over there, and then we'll be delivering them to their doors. So if you'd like to participate in that ministry, just let us know and be here at the, today at 3 o'clock, and we'll make sure we put you to work. Marlon. Good morning, everybody. Um, I'm Marlon McPhail. For those of you who I have not met, and I'm sure there's a, a, a couple of you, I, I want to give you um, a brief update on Operation Christmas Child. Um, as you can see, there's some red stickers on people's uh, lapels and shirts. 
uh, last week we packed 69 boxes and we ended up giving 76 as a congregation, which is up from 44 last year. I think you all deserve a big uh, applause on that. Um, also, um, I think we had a lot of uh, positive feedback. Um, we were, going, we're going to try and make it, uh, we're going to try and improve it, but you can plan on, on having a packing party again next year. Okay, um, so, and then uh, my other role is Angel Tree. Uh, thank you for all the people that took the 26 angels last week. Um, some presents have already started to filter back in. They will be moved into the fellowship hall once I put up the tree of hearts. Um, and in preparation for our angel tree family fun night. Um, that is the event we'll have this year to try and get the angel tree families on campus. And we will have games and we will have a fellowship, we'll have a meal. Uh, that is going to be December 9th. Um, it's going to be, a, that's a Saturday from 6 to 8. I will have a sign-up sheet for those who would like to come and be part of the Grace family that welcomes the Angel Tree families uh, on our campus and hand out the presents on that night. Um, and I will be soliciting some other things from you. And the other thing, for those of you who did not get an angel, we do need monetary support because we will be buying gift cards. Um, purchasing gift cards for all the children and the caregivers, hopefully, um, as an addition to the one present that we have. All right, thank you very much. We also send out a special welcome to those of you who are joining us online. We know we have a very vital online ministry, and we invite you to come and commune with us. If you're ever in town, we're at 410 Harvestson Boulevard, and we welcome all who come to praise the risen Christ. Are there any other announcements that need to be made this morning? Well, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Let us prepare our hearts, our minds, and our spirits for worship.
Let's go to God in prayer. <clears throat> rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. God, we delight in your creation. We thank you for soft breezes, crisp apples, and changing seasons that remind us of your presence and provision. God, we delight in our connectedness. We thank you for friends who check in, for church family who lift one another up, for neighbors who show up in the good and challenging times. God, we delight in your peace that dwells among us. We give thanks for neighbors who offer help in times of trouble, gentleness in the midst of pain, and acts of kindness during seasons of struggle. We come into your presence with thanksgiving and rejoicing. Amen. Let's stand and sing together, Praise My Soul, the King of Heaven, number 66 in the hymnal. At this time, uh, we say a special word of welcome and good morning to the children who are worshiping with us this day. Um, and today, uh, we're going to talk about a story uh, in Scripture that's about being thankful. And it's the Sunday before Thanksgiving, so that's kind of appropriate. But I need y'all's help, uh, the kids who are here today, because I need y'all to come down front and join me uh, at the front for this one. It's kind of a throwback to, um, to what we used to do. So any kids that are willing uh, to come down front and join me for a quick children's sermon and to pray over all of these fruits and veggies that are down front and that are coming, uh, I hope that you'll come and join me for a second. Oh, we can sit right here for a minute. Uh, or over there, Doc, you're good. Uh, wherever you need to be. Um, you've got, you've got the, the, um, the important 
uh, piece of equipment over there. So this is what I brought this morning. I brought these three rocks here. Um, these are three rocks that uh, my grandparents found um, in the ground. They used to like to do some uh, some like mining and that kind of thing. Now, do all of these uh, rocks look exactly the same? No. We all think down there. Yeah. No. They don't look exactly the same, do they? Um, now, they're all blue, right? They're all blue. <clears throat> they're all a little sh different shade of blue. Um, these two, what do you see about these two? Do they have sharp edges? Yeah, or do they look kind of rough? Do you want to touch them? Do you want to see? You want to see? You want to pass it that way? You can let... Yeah, you want to touch it? Yep, you can. It's cold. It's cold, yep. It's cold. I hadn't been holding on tight to it. It is kind of like frozen. So then, what about this one? What's this one look like? Can y'all see this one? It's curvy. It's curvy, right? And it's, here, here, uh, y'all take it that way first. What, is it rough like the other one? No, it's smooth. It's smooth? Oh, my goodness. So if that one's smooth. I'm going to pass it to y'all's way, too, once they've had a chance to feel it. Yeah, and so, uh, do the colors look, do the colors look kind of brighter in that one? That one's not frozen. That one's not frozen. That one is in my hand longer. Yeah. So it got warmed up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Here, we'll pass that one this way, too. Um, whoop, that one. Yep. Thank you. Appreciate it. Here, you want to see that one? Yep. So the, the colors are a little brighter in it, too, right? So what if I told you that all of these rocks are the same kind of rock? Would you believe me? So what do you think happened to the last one, the smooth one? Shredded. That's, a, that's an interesting word choice. Found it in a cave. So that one, compared to this one, got tumbled in a rock tumbler with some other rocks and some sand and some gritty stuff. And when it came out, it came out smooth. It probably looked a lot like this one when it started because they're about the same color, right? But this one got all polished up and smoothed out. So in our... you can, Oh, yeah. Um, in our story from Scripture today, there are 10 people that are sick. They've got this skin disease that gives them like itchy, scratchy, open, sore stuff all over their... Yeah, and in their hair, all over them. They've got this thing. And they see Jesus coming, and Jesus said, and they cry out to him. They say, Jesus, please heal us. And Jesus says, you're healed. Go show the priest that you're clean so you can go home. And all 10 of them start off down the road to go show the priest that, that's, that they're clean and that they can go home. But one of them comes back to Jesus to say thank you. One of them is different. And it's that saying thank you that makes him all polished up. He's not rough around the edges like the other nine uh, or the other two in the case of our rocks. He's all he gets all polished up by the thank you. He comes back to Jesus and he says thanks. And Jesus says to him, you have done really great here because by coming back to say thank you, your faith has made you well. Now, he was already healed, but now Jesus says your faith has made you well, which means that he's been saved. He's been healed to the depth of his being, made whole. He's been polished up. Uh, and so we want to be polished up Christians. We want to be polished up disciples of Jesus who Say thank you back to God with everything we have and with everything we are. So what's coming up this coming Thursday? Do y'all know? Uh, Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. So what do you think we should do on Thanksgiving? Eat a turkey. Eat a turkey. <laughs> yep, we're going to eat. Yeah. 
Ham, turkey. What else are y'all going to do on Thanksgiving? Bread. Bread? Yeah, bread, man, bread. Yeah. Huh? Talk to family. Watch football. Man, those things are great stuff. So, you got big plans for Thanksgiving, but what's in the name Thanksgiving? Thanks. So, are you going to be thankful on Thanksgiving? Are you going to say thank you on Thanksgiving? Who are you going to be thankful to? Uh, yep, parents, moms, whoever cooked. Who else? Uh, Pop-Pop. Pop-Pop's cooking, absolutely. Your little brother? Yep, to our family. How about are we going to be thankful to God? Yes. Yeah, we're going to be thankful to God on Thanksgiving too. All right. So today, what we have behind us, you see all these fruits and veggies? These are going to go uh, to some of our neighbors for Thanksgiving. And so what I need y'all's help doing um, here, we're gonna, I'm going to turn around. I want y'all to turn around too um, and, and take a look at them. And what I want you to do, I just want you to hold your hands out like this, okay? Can you hold your hands out? Yes, you can. All right. Hold it, wherever you are, just hold your hands out, okay? And we're just going to say a prayer. So y'all bow your heads and repeat after me, okay? Dear God, thank you for all the good gifts you give us. Bless these gifts. For our neighbors. Amen. Amen. All right. Thank y'all. Y'all can head back to your seats. Appreciate your help. Did y'all need to see the rocks? Just checking. Y'all were up there. Okay. <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> Well, this morning, as we continue in worship and as we go to God in prayer, a reminder that if you have prayer concerns you want to share with the church uh, in worship or through our prayer concerns list in the bulletin or through our Thursday prayer email, you can email those to me at pastor at gracecolumbia.org. You can also call or text me during the week, and we can pray over the phone. We can pray by text. We can set a time for a visit. Uh, we want to be in prayer together. And so any of these ways that we can connect uh, and be praying together, I want to invite you to be a part of that and of our prayer life here at grace. Let's go to God in prayer this morning. Father, thank you for your revelation about death and illness and sorrow. Thank you for speaking so plainly to us, for calling us all friends and hovering over us, for extending your arms out to us. We cannot stand on our own. We fall into death without you. We fall from faith left to our own. We are really friendless without you. Your extended arms fill us with joy, expressing love, love, caring and carrying, asking and receiving our trust. You have our trust, Father, and our faith with our lives and with all that we are and possess. We fear nothing when with you, safe to stretch out and help others, those troubled in faith, those troubled in body. This day, we ask for prayers for our friends and neighbors, for our loved ones, for our community. And we pray especially for Tracy and Michael Hollingsworth, the death of Tracy's cousin, Frank Taylor. And we continue to remember them in the loss of Michael's brother, Rick. For George and Helena Fox, for Bernard Presley as he was hospitalized following a heart episode last Sunday and as they had his brother's funeral on Friday. For Darlene Simpson, for Wade Thompson, for Jackie Daniel, for Judith Dolce, for Kathy Kane, for Philip and Carolyn Gwynn, 
for Joyce and Daryl Sweeney, for the Goodrich family, for Jane Quinn, for Robert Riger, for Larry and Sheila Appleby, for Gail Simpson, for Leah Zickry, for Chad Cook, for Martin Hammond, for Joby Hammond, for Faye Hollingsworth, for Karen Furr, for Joan Smith, for Gator, Betsy, and Kyle, for Linda Lee, a friend of the Merritts who fell and broke her hip, for all those on our prayer concerns list, for Haskell Robinson and Shelton's brother who had back surgery, for Andy Longshore, uh, one of Ann's close colleagues' husbands, uh, who's a young father, and um, as well as he started treatment for cancer. We pray for all the members of Grace and their families, for a return to love, equality, acceptance, and social justice, and for all those prayer concerns that go unspoken on our hearts this day. Father, help us to do with our lives what we proclaim, that our faith be known to you and to others, and be effective in all the world. We pray this in the name of Jesus who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen.
This morning's scripture comes from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 17, verses 11 through 19. Hear now the word of the Lord. On the way to Jerusalem, Jesus was going through the region between Samaria and Galilee. As he entered a village, ten men with a skin disease approached him. Keeping their distance, they called out, saying, Jesus! Master, have mercy on us. When he saw them, he said to them, Go and show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were made clean. Then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, praising God with a loud voice. He prostrated himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. And he was a Samaritan. Then Jesus asked, were not ten made clean? So where are the other nine? Did none of them return to give glory to God except this foreigner? Then he said to him, Get up and go on your way. Your faith has made you well. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. Well, happy Thanksgiving week, everybody. Uh, we made it all the way to Thanksgiving. It's kind of surprising that we're here already. Um, there aren't many civic holidays that provide such a clear connection to our Christian faith the way that Thanksgiving does. In most years, the Sunday before Thanksgiving is Christ the King Sunday, and after is the first Sunday of Advent. So we really don't often get the chance to spend some time with Thanksgiving itself. This year the calendar falls in such a way that we can devote this Sunday to exploring Thanksgiving in the context of our Christian faith. A life of faith should be characterized by Thanksgiving, I think. We are the people who know that everything we do is in response to the grace and gifts that God has poured out on us. We are those people. We know 
that everything we have is a gift from God. We're the people who have recognized the saving power of the cross and resurrection of Jesus. We are the adopted children of God seeking to be transformed into the likeness of Christ by God's grace. We know the truth and depth and beauty of God's love for us in ways that the world doesn't. For all of this and so much more, we should always live, move, and have our being in a posture of thanksgiving and praise. I didn't mean we'll always feel happy. But it means that we live our life in that posture of thanksgiving and praise. And yet, thanksgiving, being thankful, is not what most people outside of the church would first think of when they think of followers of Jesus. Not anymore, at least. It's probably not even in the top five or ten of the things they would think of when they think of us. Which really begs the question, why the disconnect? If we're the people who know, if we're the people who have experienced the depth of God's love and the, the extravagance of God's beautiful grace, if we're the people who know and have seen, and we should be the ones who live lives of thanksgiving and praise such that it's one of the things that people should first think of about us, then why don't people think that about us (laughs) as Christians, as disciples? I think our story from Luke helps us to answer that question. Because in it, we find Jesus traveling between Samaria and Galilee. And he's confronted by ten lepers, ten people with a skin disease. These ten were together on the outskirts of both communities, in between their home. Between Samaria and Galilee We hear later in the passage that they most likely were a mix of people from both communities. They were most likely a diverse group of ages and ethnicities. And in their illness and uncleanness, they found themselves in community with one another. In their woundedness and sinfulness, they found themselves in community with one another, stuck in between on the margins. Their malady erased the boundaries that would have normally kept them apart. The Galilean Jews and the Samaritans would not have lived together if they didn't have to. But they were not allowed in their respective communities because of their leprosy. And as this community of broken people in the in-between, they respectfully keep their distance from Jesus and the disciples on the road, probably like they had done with so many other travelers on the road. 
wanting to spare them from the association with them and the ritual purification necessary from interacting with someone with a skin disease. You see, it wasn't like nobody interacted with these folks or tried to help them or uh, people would give them money, help them with food. They tried to care for them. But once you'd had contact with someone with this kind of skin disease in, in that community, in that part of the world, you had to go through these rites of purification to be able to integrate back in with the rest of the community. And so these folks on the road, they were trying to be respectful, trying to to model the, the social interactions that they knew they were supposed to keep with Jesus and the disciples. So they stayed that respectful distance, calling out, asking for mercy from a distance. Probably in desperation as much as anything else. Not really knowing if Jesus could do it. But having heard some about him and figuring it's worth a shot. Seems like he's healed some other people. It seems like he's done some great things for some other folks. We've heard all these stories about what he's been doing in Galilee all of these months and years. Maybe he can do something for us. And so they cry out and ask for mercy. And Jesus sees their desperate state, broken and disconnected left in the in-between. And with a command, he heals them and sends them to be pronounced cleansed of their malady. You see, once they were healed, even though Jesus had, had said, you are healed, and they could see that the, that the skin disease was gone, they still had to go back to their communities, to the priests there in their communities, and ask to be pronounced clean ritually clean, so that they could go back home. So Jesus sends them to be pronounced clean by the priests, and in following his command, the healing is affected. But there's one of the ten, one of the ten, a Samaritan. This is where we figure that there were some Galilean Jews in the mix as well who turned back to give his thanks. One in ten turns back to give thanks to Jesus. And about this one, Jesus says, he has faith. About that one who turned to say thank you, Jesus says, he has faith. The other nine, Jesus doesn't say they had faith. Jesus healed them anyway. Let's not lose sight of that. <laughs> They're healed, but the one has faith. And this one, the Samaritan leper, his faith spurred him to turn back. It's his faith in Jesus that caused him to turn his life around and go back to the one who had healed him to say thank you to prostrate himself on the ground at Jesus feet and say thank you for the cleansing thank you for the healing thank you for the grace poured out in this moment of desperate need this one turns back to show his thanksgiving 
And when he does, when his faith turns him around and faces him with Jesus, Jesus carries it further and says to the man, Arise and be on your way. Your faith has made you well. Arise and be on your way. Your faith has made you well. The man was already cleansed and healed before he turned back to say thank you in faith. Leprosy was gone. The moment he started off with the other ten, and all he had to do was go to the priest and be pronounced cleansed, and he could go home. It was done. So what does Jesus mean? Your faith has made you well. Your faith has made you well. That word well is different from the made clean and healed earlier in the passage. It goes beyond the physical illness and brokenness. It goes beyond the social and emotional separation that he had been in in that moment of community on the road with the, the, the other lepers there crying out. It, it goes beyond all of those other pieces in his life that made well that Jesus pronounces to the man in his faith is a pronouncement of salvation that only God can offer. It goes beyond all of the other pieces that might have been there in that man's life. And that made well is the wholeness that only God can give. The wholeness that goes to the depth of our being. And that restores us to the image of God. In Jesus Christ. Jesus tells the man, your faith, demonstrated by your thankful response to your healing, has saved you. We, you and I, should be the one who recognized what Jesus does for us and turns back. That's what it means to live lives of thanksgiving and praise. Because the truth we proclaim is that through the power of the cross, Jesus has made healing possible for each and every person created in the image of God. Jesus has already made the healing possible for everyone. He's done the work. All of us have been offered the healing that Jesus offers the ten lepers on the road. And so much more. Jesus has made it possible for everyone to be justified and forgiven. But there is still power in our response of faith to that gift. There's still power in our response of faith to that healing. In our thanksgiving to God, demonstrated and lived for all to see, we show the world that they can be healed, and not just healed, but made 
well. Beyond the physical, beyond the emotional and social disconnection, beyond anything we could ask for or imagine, God makes us well in salvation and grace, restoring us to the wholeness that only God can provide. And here's the thing. It should look and feel strange to those who have also been healed, but don't yet see the depth of what Jesus has done and will do. Everybody has been healed by the power of the cross, but in response to that, we are made well. It's the difference between atonement and salvation. Everyone has been atoned for. In response to that atonement, we are saved. In thanksgiving, we are saved. And so it should look and feel strange to those who have been atoned for on the cross, but don't yet know it to see somebody that they've walked with, somebody that they've been neighbors with, somebody that they've worked with, somebody that they have seen at the grocery store. It should feel strange and look strange to them to see somebody turn and give thanksgiving and praise with their life to God for the wellness that they know. You see, when you've when they've been atoned for, when we, when we start to feel these, this healing that's happening in our life through Jesus, sometimes we just want to get to the priests so that we can get home to family and friends so we can get on with our lives. There's lots of folks out there just trying to get on with their lives after the brokenness that they've experienced. And those folks will be shocked at someone stopping to go back and say thank you to God. But that shock may be just enough to get their attention so that they might feel the invitation that God is giving them to go deeper in faith and wholeness and wellness than they ever dreamed possible. That's our job. To live lives of thanksgiving and praise that shock people. (laughs) into turning and seeing what in the world is going on. Our job is to be oddly thankful (laughs) for all that God has done and is doing in our life so that others might see. This image, this up here, is um, this cool thing that I saw this week, uh, and it's Latin, so that's why it doesn't make any sense. It's Latin, don't worry. If you start at the D in the center, that's the only D on the board, right? If you start at the D and go towards any corner, uh, nine spaces, either horizontal or vertical, you can kind of trace it out, it will spell Deo Gracias. Thanksgiving to God. It doesn't matter which corner you go to, there's four S's on the board. Uh, If you go from D to S you'll spell out thanksgiving to God. No matter what way we go, no matter what we're doing, our life should spell out thanksgiving to God. This thanksgiving 
be oddly thankful to God for all that God has done. And see what else might, what God might do. Let's go to God in prayer. Almighty God, thank you. Thank you for all that you have done for us, for the good gifts that you've given us for the times of peace and strength and assurance, for the times of doubt and heartache and struggle. We give you thanks for all of it, because through it all you are with us. You provide us with your presence and your grace with every step at every moment. We ask that you would reveal your Holy Spirit to all of us that we might see more clearly and know more deeply the power of your presence and the depth of your grace. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. I invite you to stand and join with me as we affirm our faith using the Apostles' Creed. It's number 881 in the hymnal, and it'll be on the screen. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day he rose from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence you shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. with me in singing in the Faith We Sing hymnal number 2088, Lord, I lift your name on high.
As we prepare today to give back to God out of all that God has so graciously given to us, a reminder of our giving options here at Grace, you can give online our website, gracecolumbia.org. The giving link uh, is on the homepage. And from the giving page, you can set up an account or give as a guest. Um, you can make a, a one-time gift as an account holder or as a guest, but as an account holder, you can also set up a recurring gift and automate your giving. That way you know that you're participating in the mission and ministry here through your stewardship um, on the schedule that you want it to happen on. Uh, you can give to the general operating fund or to any of the other funds for mission and ministry that you see on the giving page. Um, you can also uh, give by bringing your offering to the church uh, during office hours, and, um, and we do want you to continue to remember just to touch base with us if you're bringing um, your offering to the church, especially after office hours, uh, or um, if you're mailing it to the church, because we want to be on the lookout following um, our break-in in the mailbox a couple of weeks ago. So um, just know that if, you're, if you are considering doing that, to maybe just send me an email or send the office account an email so that we can be sure, or give us a phone call so we can be sure to check that and, um, and retrieve it quickly uh, rather than leaving anything in there. Um, if you've brought your offering with you today but didn't have a chance to place it in the offering plate as you arrived, there's an offering plate in the narthex, uh, and we would invite you to place your offering there as you depart from worship today. Um, we do... Uh, have an opportunity today. I hope that many of you will be able to stay um, and join us as we talk about our vision and values process that we've been in for the past few months. Um, we are uh, at a point where we need your feedback in this process so that we can chart the right next steps uh, towards our vision and strategic plan uh, for grace for the next few years. And so um, if you can't make it today, uh, you can touch base um, with me and let me know that you're interested. That way we can begin to uh, make Maybe come up with another time to, to offer some uh, opportunities for feedback or other ways to get you the information as well. But uh, we do hope that if you're able to stay, that you will uh, and be a part of that process with us today. And somebody's uh, car alarm is going off, but we'll, yep, we'll, we'll check on that in a minute. Um, and let's go to God in prayer this morning. Lord of peace and serenity, receive the gifts we bring this day as we present them in thankfulness and joy. We bring ourselves as our offering, that in living lives of truth, justice, honor, and excellence, we might please you and be worthy of your never-failing love and presence with us. Grateful that Christ and the Holy Spirit might dwell in us, we pray in Jesus' holy name. Amen.
Please join with me in singing our hymn number 577, God of Grace and God of Glory. I want to issue an invitation uh, quickly, um, not too quickly, but um, we've had a few out there who have expressed interest in joining Grace recently, a few of our guests, uh, those who've been worshiping with us for a while. And I just want to extend the invitation that if you've been worshiping with us online or in person uh, for a while now, been thinking about membership, want to talk more about it, um, please reach out to me so that we can uh, talk a little bit about our process and, um, and think about your membership here at Grace. We would love to have you join us uh, if you've been thinking about that or think you might be ready for that next step. Um, and even if you hadn't been thinking about it, if this spurs you to it, um, I'll be happy to help you think about that a little bit more uh, as well. And so um, just wanted to, to throw that out there for those who have been with us uh, and who know this next piece pretty well. Um, so our mission at Grace is? May God's peace follow you wherever you go, guiding and guarding you, that you may live in joy and thanksgiving with God, self, neighbor, and all creation. Amen.